Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. To start things out here tonight, uh, we have an interview, an actual in-studio interview. It's, it's rare, number one, that we have interviews on this show, uh, but it's even more rare that the person we're interviewing is actually sitting with us here in our beautiful studios in Keene, New Hampshire. And uh, his name is Andrew Carroll. And we've talked to Andrew. I don't, I, you know what? I don't know. Andrew, we've never even had you on the phone, have we, on this show? No, unfortunately not. Uh, wanted to have you on uh, before you did what you did today, but you were busy and you weren't able to come on with us, unfortunately. Uh, but we've certainly been talking about what it is that you uh, did today in advance of it actually happening. You, Why don't you describe for our listeners uh, what it was that you did? Because I thought it was incredibly heroic uh, what, uh, what you engaged in at about 1 o'clock this afternoon in public here in Keene. Well, uh, basically, yeah, like you said, 1 o'clock today, uh, January 10th in Keene, I uh, openly possessed um, a very, very small amount of marijuana. Um, I'm sure it was enough to get high, but not like uh, I wouldn't even know, but it was enough to at least be illegal because any amount is. That's correct. And uh, you say you wouldn't know if it's enough to get high because (laughs) you don't get high. No, right? it's not. No, I don't do that. So you you have you ever smoked marijuana in your life? Mm, no. So this was the first time you'd ever actually come into contact with. Oh no, this I'd, plant? I've come into contact with it before. But physically, you've actually. I've uh, touched it okay. before, yeah. I see. And you know, my friends have said, "Hey, you should take a hit of this." You know, it, but you, know. you didn't. And I'm like, yeah. "Eh, nah." So. so, so what were you hoping to prove by doing this, Andrew? Well, hoping to prove just the uh, immorality of locking someone up and throwing someone in prison for uh, uh, doing something so harmless as possessing a plant such as marijuana. What was your motivation? I mean, obviously, you're a liberty-minded dude. You're somebody who moved here to New Hampshire uh, from, I believe, California? Is that yeah, right? California. Uh, and you came here sometime in 2008? Yep, August 2008. You moved over here from California as part of the Free State Project, which, for those that don't know, is a movement of liberty-loving uh, people all converging uh, in, into the same place, the same geographic region, which is uh, the chosen place is New Hampshire. And you picked up your life. You moved here. And was this on your t- on the top of your priorities when you made the move or did this idea come later uh it was definitely was not on the top of my priorities when i made the move uh this is just something that 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 happened to show up as as a good idea um popped into my head and into a few other people's heads as well and and we kind of ruminated about it and thought hey it might it might be something to consider and then when it came time to do it and the the plan sort of fell together and it, it seemed like a good idea and Today's execution, I have to say, I'm, I'm very well, I'm very satisfied with how it went down. So, I have to say, it was amazing. Uh, there was a huge turnout of people. I didn't know, I didn't think it was going to be this many people. Yeah, me people. either. I was surprised. Uh, Mark, you unfortunately had to go pick your wife up at the uh, the airport today, so you were not. I was very pleased with picking my wife up at the airport. You Thank were, you. You were not able to make it, uh, but you would have been blown away. There were approximately 40 people, I would say, that yeah. turned out for this. Uh, many people coming from as far away as. Um, you know Manchester, so an hour and a half drive. Some people had to uh, to get out here today to to watch you do this. Uh, and essentially, what happened was everybody gathered together uh, at a at a local restaurant.
restaurant right, which was right nearby where you had planned to do the the protest. And you know, we're hanging out, having lunch, uh, talking, and just more and more people just kept pouring in. And then about five minutes till one, uh, you went outside, and yeah. people started coming outside, and uh, you went over to what they call a railroad square, which is a, a public common area, and you stood up and you gave a short speech. The police were nowhere to be found. Yep, they were nowhere to be found. And a lot of people standing around, probably, I don't know, I, I lost track of how many cameras were there. I know I had one, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network was there. I saw at least five other cameras on top of that. A lot of video uh, was rolling on this, and so you gave the speech, you then held out the the marijuana yep. uh, to show well um, the the audience there. And you stepped down, and we just were still kind of con- waiting uh, for the police to come. Pretty yeah, much, it was conversating, yeah. and yeah. I think actually the conversing, mar- conversing, and <laughs> the, the marijuana was passed around. Just so some people, different you know, different people, took it into their hand, and so it actually became a larger civil disobedience uh, protest than it was originally planned. Because originally it was just going to be you, yeah. but you did in- invite others to participate. I invited others to participate, and um, obviously I didn't plan for what happened today, but that was individuals you know deciding upon themselves spontaneous to, uh, yeah it was today. definitely spontaneous it was a little for some people it was a little spur of the moment i guess so then uh then two cops appeared in the distance out of nowhere pretty much and they'd gone i guess they'd parked in a parking garage down the street and they were walking toward the crowd and of course so therefore everybody had plenty of time to get their cameras back out because we yeah. thought we thought it was over we i mean it was 20 minutes later 20 minutes after one o'clock the the event was scheduled for one o'clock you yeah. were going to pull out the marijuana at one o'clock and so the cops took their sweet time had we wrapped it up five minutes you know at 115 yeah i could have been out you could yeah committing all sorts of other crimes god knows uh, well yeah. i wonder if they would have <laughs> tried to cite you or something like that yeah, later possibly. on down the line uh, based on video footage, which really is, I don't know, that's kind of questionable. I mean, could they really go after you based on somebody taking video? Would there be any way to prove that what indeed you were holding was been marijuana? Him. Yeah, it could have been anything. It really. Yeah, it could have been one of those fake, those marijuana, uh, uh, what, what, do they, what do they call them, like wizard smoke or something like that? They sell these legal... legal I have no idea. They sell these legal <laughs> marijuana imitation things that I, I guess just give you a headache if you smoke them. And Anyway, so it could have been anything, but the cops did end up showing up. And the crowd was mm, not too pleased, I guess, with the, the arrival of the police. Not and at all, yeah. There was a little bit of heckling going on, and, and, and well, obviously the cops didn't like that very much. But, hey, as I, as I told um, the lieutenant later, well, you know, if you guys wouldn't enforce these bad laws, people wouldn't be so angry at you. So hopefully yep. they can understand why people were, were so upset at, at what it was they were doing. But... So you didn't really, I mean, at that point, you probably thought it was all over. Then the cops showed up. How were you feeling as the cops were approaching from the distance? Um, well, like you said, I, I pretty much thought the whole thing was done. I mean, we were kind of almost in a half uh, celebration mode at that point, kind of like, oh, the cops decided not to show up. That is a, in a sort of a reason, to, a cause to celebrate. And people were even asking me questions like, well, how do you feel about the co- cops not showing up today? Mm-hmm. And so we, in, the, in our minds, we were just kind of saying, oh, obviously they're not going to come. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, they just appear out of the distance and everyone's like, oh, the cops are here. And so uh, I just pulled the marijuana back out and hold it in my hand and pretty much waited for them to come. And I, and I was just what was going through my mind was just, well, let's see what they do. I mean, obviously, they're going to arrest me. If they're going to show up, they're going to arrest. Probably. So the question is, are they going to arrest me and class A misdemeanor? Are they going to just find me? I mean, they could have just given me a ticket and walked away. That's that's always a possibility. They mm-hmm. didn't have to put me in handcuffs. But as it turned out. They came. I had the marijuana just exposed, just openly in my hand, 
And uh, one cop said, is that marijuana? I said, it sure is. And he took it. And then the other cop put me in handcuffs and they walked me away. So... And the entire like the entire group of really? forty people yeah. then uh, followed you. I don't know if you could see this happening because you were probably facing. In when one they direction. got in front of me, I saw, but I couldn't see anything behind me. Yeah. The so. uh, there were I mean, forty people were following these two cops <laughs> with ten video cameras surrounding them as they took Andrew away to the squad cars again, which were down the street and around the corner parked. These cops must think you people are crazy. I swear. Really, they must. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of them was Lieutenant Maxfield. Who, who knows that you're crazy? Who, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. a listener. He's who a listener. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there listening to the show right now because we're on in Keene tonight. Uh, but he's uh, he's a listener to the show. We've done uh, myself and Sam from the Obscure Truth Network did a ride along with uh, with Lieutenant Maxfield, and you can see the video footage from that ride along at freekeen.com. And it was actually it was so ironic that uh, it was Maxfield that had to come out today because. He, in the video footage, expresses that he is against the war on drugs. He's one of the, uh, you know, one of the, the few cops with the courage to actually come out publicly and state his opposition to the war on drugs. However, obviously, he's still just doing his job yeah, he, and enforcing these bad laws. He does have that as laws. a job. Yeah. It's part of the job description, you know. Were they, uh, did they, were the handcuffs too tight or anything like that? How, how were they treating you? Uh, they treated me fine. Uh, the, the left one was a little tight, but uh, I said, uh, hey, the left one's a little tight, and he said, Hey, don't worry about it. We'll be, we'll be, you know, wherever. We're, <laughs> yeah, screw you. We'll be wherever we're going in a few minutes. So it, it was, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. The, the cop was actually, both cops were actually really nice folks. So I mean, they're they're nice people yeah. doing awful, exactly. terrible exactly. things to other nice people. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. We'll come back with more uh, Andrew Carroll uh, heroic protester here in Keene, New Hampshire. And actually, you don't even live in the area. You came here specifically to do the protest, uh, which is interesting. More coming up. You can bring up what you want. If you've got a question for Andrew, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the live streams, broadband version, dial-up, webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. We're starting to show out with a uh, special guest I like to feature people on this program who have the courage to do civil disobedience and non-cooperation. We've had Russell Canning on in the past, Lauren Canario. Those are two names that you'll, you know if you've listened to the show in the past. Uh, they're sort of uh, liberty activist superstars up here in New Hampshire, having done a lot of civil disobedience and non-cooperation. And now Andrew Carroll uh, as, is, I guess, adding his name to the ranks of the civilly disobedient. And it's not a, it's not a very large list of, of people at this point. Hopefully that list will be growing. And hopefully, Andrew, what it is that you did today will encourage other people to do something similar. You stood out at 1 o'clock this afternoon in a, a public area of Keene, New Hampshire, and you possessed cannabis you held yeah. a you know a little a little bud of cannabis out in your hand and it was cold out and your hands were bare which man it was cold uh but so you were not only braving the cold but also braving a possible jail sentence of what could be up to one year yeah one in year. jail i mean the, the the new hampshire state 
laws on marijuana are very draconian. I mean, they in comparison, are, yeah. especially in comparison to surrounding states like Massachusetts, which just decriminalized marijuana down there. And so hopefully... Decriminalized by, you know, possession down to a ticketable offense. Under an ounce, yeah. That's yeah. correct. It's, right. uh, I think it's a $100 ticket. So when ticket. you say decriminalized, it makes it sound to people like it's legal or something. It's not. It's um, not Ill- It's not as illegal as it used to be in, in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what was your goal here? I mean, I, obviously I would like to see more people doing some civil disobedience. I think that your, uh, your activism today, having been arrested for possessing marijuana, the cops did come out. They were late, but they did come out, and they did arrest you. Uh, they took you down to the station. We can get back to the story in a moment, but, but what was your goal? What were you trying to achieve here? I mean, because it seems to me that you're going to hopefully raise the profile of the Free State Project yeah. in some people's minds, as, uh, and uh, possibly, hopefully, I'm hoping more people will come here to Keene as, uh, as a result of it. But what about you? What were you hoping to, to see happen as a result? Um, just very, very similar things. I mean, uh, with things like this, I think there's always many, many levels of achievement, uh, levels of success. I mean, it's not just one-sided uh, or it's not just one goal, uh, so to speak. I mean, yes, uh, I'd like more people to know about the Free State Project. I'd like more people to move to New Hampshire and get involved. I'd like more people to understand that uh, protesting in this manner is, is actually a legitimate, a very legitimate tactic to fight the government. It, I mean, civil disobedience has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years, and it's been used successfully if it's done right and if it's done well. And um, just spreading the idea mainly about how immoral and how wrong and how absurd the idea of throwing someone in jail is um, for possessing something as harmless as marijuana. It absolutely is absurd. I mean, even one of the cops that was arresting you agrees with ending the war yeah. on drugs. Yeah. So uh, so hopefully this will do something toward that. By the way, I want to say this uh, interview is brought to you by the good folks over at SACL CAI. They have a full appro- a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their Banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. So you were arrested. They took you to the uh, police cars down the road. About 40 people followed you. Some of them were, uh, you know, heckling the police all the way. Lots (laughs) of cameras surrounding it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more footage posted on YouTube here uh, shortly. There's some early footage that has been posted already, and I've got it up over at freekeen.com. So you can actually see, Andrew, the initial phase of the arrest. No footage is out yet of them taking you to the car or what happened later. Uh, but then they, uh, what was what was going on uh, when you, you were put back in the you know the backseat of the police car? Yeah. They pulled out, which by the way was kind of interesting because there were about again thirty or forty people that followed yeah. you to the police car, and at one point most of them were standing in front of the police car. So. They were in a parking garage. There would have been no way, had those activists continued standing there, the police would not have been able to leave. If the activists had stayed in front of the police car, it would essentially have been like a sit-in kind of protest. They're, they would not have been able to, uh, would to that get have out. accomplished uh, what, what the goals were on this particular thing? Uh, I don't know. It would, have just, it would have just been more civil disobedience, basically, would, would what that have been. Yeah, I was, actually, I was actually telling people, well, I mean, they couldn't hear me, but some people were standing in the way, and I was telling them, all right, get out of the way. You know, this isn't what, yeah. this, right, I, this isn't what we're here for. We're not here to stand in front of a cop car. We're here to, you know, 
I, I understand that uh, the, the police initiated force in this particular instance in the sense that uh, Andrew wasn't hurting anyone. But yeah. However, it, it, um, like he knew what, what was going to happen um, mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I don't think, it, um, you know, even discussing the idea that they could have done that, it's, it's I don't know. I don't like, I, I don't particularly like that. You, idea. Don't, you don't like that people would be non-cooperative and civilly disobedient when the police do something wrong and awful? You don't like Sitting that Sitting in idea? front of the cop car? Well, everyone was standing, not sitting. They were standing. I mean, well, what if they... Uh, decided to jump, uh, push up and down in the cop car, like make it bounce up and down. I mean, there were what, 30 or 40 of them. They probably could have lifted the cop car up and taken it away. If they <laughs> so that would have been interesting. Well, it would have been interesting for you, the radio talk show host, to uh, be able to. Uh, hey, on, on I just site think, here. I just think this should be as difficult as possible for the police. I mean, when the police are going to be doing bad things to harmless people, people who are peaceful, I think it should be as difficult as possible. Some people suggested that if this something like this happens again, uh, that the supporters should lock arms and surround the protester prior to the arrest. That way they actually have to break through some sort of uh, line of protesters. And like you're saying, it wasn't something you wanted to see well, happen. In this so case, the protest. cop doesn't want to do it. They don't want to do the arrest. They're just doing their job. Why make it... Why, why lock arms? Why, you know, set up some Because it makes it less desirable. For, far more force. They didn't have to come out. No one forced the police to come out and do what they did today. So they could have just turned around and walked away. They never had to come out there in the first place. All I'm suggesting is other ways to make a, a one-man's protest become involve more people and make it more difficult on them. That's all I'm suggesting. And I understand it's not necessarily a popular idea. In fact, your protest just from the get-go wasn't necessarily a popular idea. Up here in, the, uh, in New Hampshire, we've got all these liberty activists moving here as part of the Free State Project. And, and of course, a lot of people already love liberty here in New Hampshire. But there have been some debates about what the appropriate way to go about affecting change in society is. Uh, There is a large contingent of people, I would say the majority of the the activists here, who work exclusively within the political system, going and lobbying uh, the so-called representatives and, and going through that system in order to affect some change. And you had gotten con- you were contacted by some of these people in advance, and they basically tried to dissuade you from doing this protest. You were obviously pretty intent on doing it because you yeah. did it. But what was uh, what, what were they saying to you, and how did you respond to them? What, what was that conversation? Well, uh, I mean, I think civil disobedience is obviously a, a legitimate tactic, but I also believe in in the system stuff as well. I, I mean, I believe in the system stuff is is, is a form of self defense in in a weird sort of way. Well, I I agree, and um, I I do agree that civil disobedience is is entirely legitimate. Mm-hmm. However, um, it would to me it would be counter. I I think that you nailing yourself to the cross, as it were, as a person who doesn't smoke marijuana, holding a bit of marijuana in order to get arrested to show what a ludicrous yeah uh, a, a crime this is. Um, I think that that could possibly affect change. However, I think surrounding cop cars. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree arms, with you there. Yeah. Um, all we are saying <laughs> is you yeah. Know, Bouncing cop cars down the street, those things mm, not going to affect the kind of. It's not going to create the public opinion we're looking I for. I agree. Well, I agree with you there. Yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Well, you're never going to get the public to agree on any of this stuff, Mark. <laughs> this is free talk live. We're coming. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the. You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. 
To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. The features include updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates dot freetalklive.com also I want to invite you to the upcoming New Hampshire Liberty Forum it's happening March 5th through the 8th in beautiful Nashua New Hampshire it's a great excuse to come up here and meet some of the great activists like Andrew uh, or some of the other uh, people that you've been hearing call this show over the years. Many of those folks will be here at the Liberty Forum, and you'll get to network, you'll get to socialize, you'll get to watch panel discussions, guest speakers, people like Glenn Jacobs, you might know him as WWE's Kane, Dr. Mary Ruart, David Nolan, David Berglund, Richard Heller, maybe you heard of the Heller versus D.C. gun case. That guy's a Free State Project member, so this event is put on by the Free State Project, and it's really a great opportunity to come check out New Hampshire and see what it's like to be around hundreds of people that are of like mind, hundreds of people that get liberty and understand freedom, and it's really quite an occasion. Please go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information, get signed up, get your hotel rooms while they last. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and use our discount code to save 10% on your total. 2009FTL is the code. That's 2009FTL. Now, the Liberty Forum is, again, March 5th through the 8th, and we've been talking with Andrew Carroll here today uh, in in studio with us. He, w- uh, well, luckily is out of jail, was arrested earlier today in Keene, New Hampshire, for possession of cannabis. And they charged him with a Class B misdemeanor. And apparently your court date is scheduled, Andrew, for the 3rd. Of so, March, yeah. So two days before the beginning of the Liberty Forum, you're going to be in Keene District Court and... Are you going to pay the fine? If there's a fine, are you going to pay it? Obviously not, no. Okay, so you're going to continue uh, non-cooperating all the way and see what it is they decide yep. to do. So hopefully you'll be at the Liberty Forum. Hopefully everything will go okay. Yeah, I'm only cooperating enough to get my point across. I'll show up to the court case, and I'll and I'll talk to the judge, and I'll treat him you know, with, with, any res- with the same amount of respect I give to human beings just as a general rule. And I'll say, uh, I'm not going to pay your fine because I don't, I don't agree with what you're doing. So. so hopefully that'll work out. It has worked out for a number of activists in the past. It has, that's true. Yeah. They've been able to walk out of the courtroom. It didn't work for me because, well, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't treating him with uh, the same level of, I guess, respect some of the other activists did. <laughs> um, but so hopefully you'll be will, – will you be going to the Liberty Forum if I certainly you are plan a free on man it. at if the If I'm time? a free man, I definitely will be All there. Right, yeah. cool. So you'll be able to actually meet Andrew if you're at the Liberty Forum. And maybe uh, you know maybe if he's not there, we'll take a trip out and do a protest at the jail or something. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I want to go to these phone calls here because Adam is on the line. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live with Andrew Carroll. I just wanted to thank Andrew first about what he did. He's really helping all of us out and fighting for our freedom. Well, Adam, they said well, today. You, yeah. They said today. Uh, some of the cops were suggesting that this was not going to do anything. You feel that's not um, the case? I think it will do something. And let's not forget that these cops were willing to kill Andrew if they decided not, if he decided not to go along with them. 
That's true. Andrew was very cooperative with them. Uh, you know, he was not resisting at any point. However, if he had no. decided to resist, you're absolutely right. I mean, there would have been violence. Yeah, and this whole excuse about they're just doing their job, I'm getting really sick of it. Yeah, I want to hire you, Ian. You want to hire I wanna me? Hire you. Yeah, I'm, I got a job for you. You're going to be um, Mark's slapper. You're going to slap them across <laughs> the face as hard as you can every time he uh, defends the government. <laughs> and it's just fine because it's your job now. So oh, that's wrong. an initiation of force. I can't do that. My principles prevent. <laughs> well, you're just doing your job. No uh, big deal. I'll pay you fifty dollars an hour. Uh, that, I'm you here should, to give him a verbal hire slap. A bigger slapper. No, it's a ver- <laughs> it's a verbal slap uh, here on the air. So that's about all I can do. Anything else on all your right, mind tonight, you Adam? Thank, Thank you, you, dude. Appreciate the call. Yeah. So, so Andrew, uh, you moved here for the Free State Project. You're one of uh, hundreds of activists that have moved here from all across the country. Mark and I, we came from Florida. You came from California. Uh, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty just walked across the country from Oregon yep. to New Hampshire. Yeah. He was actually he actually came out today with his wife. And uh, you're here now, and you, you're getting active, and other people are getting active. Some people are doing the political thing. Some people are doing civil disobedience. Some people are creating media. And what do you say to people who are out there listening to this program who might be getting kind of excited by what it is that they're hearing? What would you say to people that are, that are listening to this and maybe are wondering if they could get involved or what they could do to help? If you're even for a moment excited about something like this, then I say that you – take that enthusiasm and you act on it immediately and you, you get out here to New Hampshire and, and help us because there's a lot of work. There's still a lot, obviously a lot of work to be done. I mean, the drug war is still going on. We still have all the bad things that government's doing and it's still here with us. And, you know, there's a lot of work and the more the better. So And it's not a free state yet. There it's not is a free a state yet. There's still a lot of work, yeah. And so, with, but with great activists like you and the other uh, folks here, and, and and I think that all of the activism is necessary. I think it's all useful, whether it's the people that are doing the political thing, uh, because there's going to they're going to be a, a couple, at least a couple of medical marijuana slash marijuana decrim pieces of legislation yeah. coming up. So maybe your protest today will help spur a little bit of activism uh, in that direction. I hope so. Who, yeah. Who knows what the results of this will be? But as you said earlier, you felt satisfied uh, with with what happened today, right? I mean. Would you do anything differently? I mean, looking back on your experience today? Uh, me, personally, I would have no, acted the same way. Um, the cops, obviously, I would have preferred if they... Well, I'd prefer if there wasn't a law in the first place. Mm-hmm. But given that there is a law, I would have preferred if the cops didn't show up. Or I would have preferred the cops to show up and chosen not to arrest me. And obviously, that's asking a lot because you're putting your job on the line. And that's honestly not something that an adult like a cop can afford to do. They've got a family to feed and they've, they've got careers. But... um. I think we're going to get to the point one day if we get enough cops like I met today who were two nice cops who I honestly believe both of them did not want to arrest me. I honestly believe that they personally did not want – even though the one of the cops wouldn't admit it. He said mm-hmm. he didn't have an opinion on it. He said it was just his job. But I think deep down inside he didn't want to arrest me. He thought it was wrong. He felt that it was, wasn't the right thing to do, but they're just doing their job. They if, got into yeah. the business to, uh, to go after real criminals. They did. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe it's, that. It's yeah. absolutely true. And, you know, the, the not doing – I'm just doing my job thing is the same excuse they used at Nuremberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The same <laughs> thing that the guys that were throwing people in ovens and uh, in, in the gas chambers said. Now, it's obviously – it's a different level of, uh, you know, infringing on people's rights, but it's still an infringement. Mm-hmm. However – 
a lot of them would prefer not to do it. And, you know, it's it's the public that has elected these representatives and then then ignored them, then let them run rampant and create a, a police state and a, this huge tax burden that we have. And it's so what we need to do is we need to get active and make it so the cops don't have to enforce these silly, silly laws. Let me go across the pond here and we'll go to the UK and talk to Ben. Ben, you're on with Andrew Carroll. Uh, hi. You're on the air, sir. Thank you, sir. Hello. You um, are on the air. Go well, ahead. First, I'd like, first I'd like to say um, I'm 17 myself, and what Andrew's done is rather in, inspiring because it's kind of hard to imagine yourself going against someone like the police and putting yourself out there. But I think what Andrew's doing is really great, and hopefully I'll get there to New Hampshire someday. Um, about civil disobedience as a whole um, personally I, I don't think going within the system is particularly effective and the thing is the ultimate thing to do with civil disobedience is just the, the ultimate aim is to live free mm-hmm. and then defend yourself when someone like the police infringes on that and the I think personally that those People that are trying to stop people like Andrew, the political liberty activists, are doing the wrong thing. They should be supporting them, supporting him because the more people you can get behind someone like that, the better. And about the whole stopping the car thing, that would be, from our point of view, an entirely justified thing to do. The thing is, you 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 need a much larger larger support network to carry it out. Because if you went and did that, and everyone there got arrested, you then need people, other similar activists to go and... That's for sure. The support network, I'm sure, was a critical factor here. I thank you, Ben, for the call. Uh, Andrew Carroll, uh, would you say that you would have ever done something like this back in California? Uh, no, definitely not. It wouldn't have been pragmatic at all. Let's come back to, uh, to uh, more of this discussion. Take your calls as well. If you got a question for Andrew, comment 800-259-9231. Final segment coming up with him in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. You can do so over at amp.freetalklive.com for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show. Get on more radio stations across the country, around the world, bringing new Internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom and liberty, and in this case tonight, civil disobedience. Uh, so please go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board. You'll uh, you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there, and you can use any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. That again, amp.freetalklive.com. We are going to uh, wrap up our interview here with Andrew Carroll, heroic young man, uh, all of what, 18 years old, Andrew? Yeah, 18. 18 years old, moved out of uh, California for the Free State Project here to New Hampshire. And the first, I would say, most notable thing that you've done is today, you went out and got arrested 
possessing cannabis without any intent to actually use it because you don't use cannabis. You don't smoke nope. marijuana. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, they arrested you because the law is about possessing it. And they charged you with a Class B misdemeanor. Then they released you to a yes. uh, a cheering throng of about 40 of your supporters. Yeah. We all had some pizza in the lobby of the police department. And then <laughs> Off, offered, offered the cops some, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did actually take over a, a pie box to, and offered it to Lieutenant Maxfield. Yeah. And he turned it down. But uh, Actually, they originally charged me with a Class A misdemeanor. There's a... Uh, Issues of protocol there as far as taking the, the pizza. Well, yeah. apparently yeah. Uh, he might have been worried about the brownies because there were brownies. I there. told him there was oh, no brownies. Pot. Was brownies. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Andrew. So I think this was. I think it's a, a, a good form of uh, of civil disobedience, and I'm kind of. I'm I'm wondering yeah. what uh, like who 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 inspired you uh, historically or maybe t- uh, today? Like who who are the figures that you look to that you find most inspiring? All right. Well, this will be really abstract, unfortunately, but this is. At least honest. Uh, the most important influence in my life by far has been Frederick Nietzsche, um, even in something like civil disobedience, which probably came out of left field. But yeah, uh, like I, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if exactly. Nietzsche has a quote regarding civil disobedience. Nietzsche has a quote regarding many quotes regarding the state, at least. Um, not all that I could read off the top of my head, obviously. But it just so happened that when I woke up this morning and I was preparing to do uh, this uh, protest, psyching yourself up. <laughs> yeah. Nietzsche is very good for for inspiration, and uh, he unfortunately he gets a lot of a lot of re- a bad rep for for people who misinterpret him in certain ways. But nonetheless, I, I opened the, uh, my portable Nietzsche books, translated by Walter Kaufman, and I turned it to "Thus Spoke uh, Zarathustra." Part one, uh, a, a section called "Who the Hell Is Zarathustra?" <laughs> it's a it's a prophetic character in one of Nietzsche's uh, uh, okay. books. Just go with me here. I'm with you. Part one is called um, "On the New Idol." And basically, the new idol is the state. What Nietzsche talks about is that people do worship uh, mm-hmm. governments. They absolutely do. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, and, not, and not only that, but uh, what we have today is where you get to the point where people begin to think. And this is what I talked about. And I gave a little, like this little diatribe before, a little speech, I guess, before the protest. You have a point today where people actually think that their rights and their powers and, and yada, 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 and their right. value comes from the government. Sure, they de- they'll say the right to free speech as given to us by the U.S. Constitution. Mm. Yeah. No, the Constitution didn't give you the right exactly, to free speech. Exactly, exactly. reference the Declaration of Independence, it was your creator, if you believe in yeah. such a thing, or the fact that we are human, Yeah. Um, that, you know, we, from whence we get these rights. Mm-hmm. And, and, all, and all Nietzsche's entire philosophy, I mean, it's very misinterpreted, but all Nietzsche's really getting at is that as you slowly learn to deny that idol and deny this idol you know you deny for instance i just um i happen to not believe in god so you deny the idol of god that that's not necessary but then when we get to the state which is more relevant to what we're talking about you deny the idol of the state you deny that the that the state is what gives you your value you deny that the state is what gives you your meaning as a human being and what nietzsche is all about is is taking a look inside yourself and saying i am valuable for this 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 and this reason or I am meaningful for this, 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 and reason because my life has meaning. And so, do you, do you think that, um, like, obviously, so Nietzsche, a, a great philosopher, is mm-hmm. one of your inspirations. You don't find too many people. I, I you know, mostly talk talk to Americans, so I could say most Americans, and I would think worldwide. Yeah. That reference philosophers as a, um, you know, a, 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 
a uh, person who inspires them. And yeah. well, Michael so, Jordan inspires me. Yeah, I understand. Well, I mean, it's like... You jump really high. <laughs> yeah, that's you what, but that's what a lot of people look up to. They look up to sports heroes and Hollywood celebrities. Well, that's very concrete, uh, I guess, um, concrete accomplishments. Nietzsche's accomplishments maybe weren't so concrete, but they're, and they are in his writing because that was even very abstract. But I just, when I read him, I become inspired. Um, I, I read what he says, and, and I am... You know, and it's almost a, and I, and I don't, I'm not afraid to be spiritual, even though I, I don't believe in God. And, and is, How I do, do you do that? I do almost have a spiritual <laughs> sort of like connection to Nietzsche, okay. which may, which will sound weird to people. It does sound weird to me. But people who are spiritual will understand what I mean. Like when they read certain passages of the Bible, and the Bible inspires people to do great things, it also inspires people to do very bad things. But same thing with Frederick Nietzsche. Frederick Nietzsche inspired some people to do some very, very bad things throughout history. But he's also inspired people to do very great things, and that's the power that Nietzsche has. Oh yeah, isn't as a Nietzsche philosopher. somehow wrapped up in the whole Nazi thing? No, well, that's, I mean, that, except all right. that people say, well, you, you just said it, so brought yeah. it out. Well, now I remember. I didn't say that. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't say that. I said he he was misinterpreted. His right. sister distorted his writings. And if you read Nietzsche, he is very clear that he hates anti-Semitism, and Nietzsche hated German nationalism. Nietzsche hated the state. I mean, it, I mean, German nationalism is all about. Denying yourself as an individual and 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 putting yourself into this collective—that's mm, yeah. nationalism. That's German. And Nietzsche was all uh, not against. He was totally against the collective. He was all about the individual, and that's why Nietzsche, more than anything, to me, is 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 so much a very anarchist libertarian philosopher. Even though, if you talk to a lot of libertarians, they will mention him first. To me, he's the primary one. Hmm. Okay. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to John, listening to uh, Radio Free Austin. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Good evening, guys. You're on with Andrew Carroll. Yeah, Andrew, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Let me get, can I give you a little piece of advice? Sure thing. All right. I was in law enforcement for 14 years. All right. All right. I'm out of it now, thankfully. Mm, yeah. And applaud uh, what you're doing, though I would have given you a little off on the head for doing it. <laughs> All right. All Fair right. Well, I'm an old guy, and oh, getting fine. yourself ar- arrested and getting, hopefully you won't get a criminal record out of this, mm-hmm. but for uh, what I would do, what I would think about, <clears throat> have you ever thought about like moving forward with this and running for political office, like city council. Okay, or well, here, like here. That. Yeah, I'll, I'll Thank comment. you, John, for the question. Appreciate the comment. No, I'll comment on that. Um, yes, I have. I'm, I am for both sides of this political activism, both the, uh, the civil dis and the political side. I have started, or I'm, a, or I'm in the process of starting a political action committee, which will be dedicated to stopping Barack Obama and Rahm Emanuel's plan to um, initiate mandatory civilian service for 18 to 25-year-olds in this state. Um, that is something I'm starting. And I also plan to run for office in two years. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that, that this uh, civil disobedience that uh, you, you did here was regarding uh, marijuana. We just talked this week about how Barack Obama on his uh, change.org website. Yeah, the number, the one, number question. one question to the new president who got voted for by all these young people and all yeah, these progressives right. was, uh, what about marijuana legal, um, decriminalization? Because he's so compassionate. Because yeah, he's a compassionate yeah. guy. He said, uh, you know, he wants nothing to do with that. He doesn't want to stick his nose in that. He, it was a one-sentence you know, answer. President-elect Barack Obama does not support marijuana legalization. <laughs> Throw, throwing uh, 160, 170,000 Americans in prison every year for drug possession. Oh, no. Wait, wait. What did you say? 160, 170,000? 
No, try 1.5 million, 800,000 for marijuana. Oh, God, I don't know where, where I got my numbers from. Um, so 1.5 million Americans go to uh, prison every year for... Yeah, the, for one this. is too many, so yeah, that's yep. fine. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's real compassion. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you are, uh, I think, a heroic guy. You're one of the few civilly disobedient people so far here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I hope that what you did today uh, results in you hopefully not going to a jail cell. I mean, no, hopefully not. Really I, no one ever, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even want that. Yeah. Uh, but because it's not over yet, the the trial no, is going to be March third. No. We're going to continue to follow this story here on Free Talk well, Live. Yeah. Uh, obviously, also over at freekeen.com. We'll continue to follow it there. Uh, as far as the blog is concerned, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, if those of you are interested in continuing to follow this on uh, what happens with Andrew. But I'm hoping that this encourages other people to come here to New Hampshire and get active because, as you said earlier, you never would have done something like this back in California. You nope. didn't have the support network. There wouldn't have been anybody who showed up to uh, to support you at an event like that where you come from. But here there were 40 people in the middle of, what was it, tw- uh, 15 degrees out today? Yeah, it was cold. Uh, 40 it was people cold, yeah. standing around watching this happen. And, and I must add to this whole conversation that there have only been a few hundred movies for the Free State Project at this point. We're, the goal is to have 20,000 movers. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the very beginning, the very cusp, the very uh, the, the very genesis of this movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm proud to have you well, here. Well, thanks, at the very thanks for having me on. It's, it's great to be on. And so. I hope to see new things coming out of you in the future. Yep, and can't and wait. Good luck with your, uh, your political plans and everything. And yep. uh, thanks for coming on the show. Tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. Really yeah. appreciate it. Hour 2 is coming up. If you've been waiting patiently on the lines, we will get to you. This is the live Saturday edition of the program. As always, you can bring up anything. That is the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live Hour 2. Coming up. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls about what you want. We'll start with Mike listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello, Mike. Hey, hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Um, I was actually calling. Um, Andrew uh, caught my attention there. My son was arrested about three months ago for possession of a pot plant. Oh, dear. Which he was growing within a whole bunch of other plants that he was growing. He was growing a um, lettuce, jalapeno, and whatnot. He had a four-inch plant. Mm-hmm. And they um, they literally tore apart his house. Wow. To, um, because of the plant, they um, it's a felony now as of June in Florida. If you have possession of any uh, any pot that's growing, they don't care if it's a stem, um, and you have a child or any uh, juvenile, then it's a felony, and it has a term of 30 years. Wow, that Good is Lord. insane. It is insane. Um, well, Florida's also got a, a sentencing system that's uh, set down by the legislature. Doesn't give a lot of latitude to judges. Um, so, I, what is there a sen- sentencing cell your son falls into here? It's up um, to thirty years, but usually they no. There, there, there is no um, division 
between if he had had 100 pounds or if he had one plant or mm-hmm. if he had, you know, whatever he had. Um, they went in, they tore apart his house, went through the court system. I paid $15,000 for a lawyer. Mm. Um, we got him off with no adjudication, all right? But when he walked out of there, the first thing that happened was they implemented a $100,000 bond on him uh, the first night they brought him in. A hundred thousand um, dollar bond for a guy who had a four inch pot plant. Yep. Yeah, he's in a real danger to, to society. That, uh, they had running a drug house, um, which was kind of funny because um, you know I don't know how many drug houses that can run on a four inch plant. Well, uh, now what the cops and prosecutors do um, early on is kind of you know up to them. Uh, then you had your arraignment uh, the first day. Did the, the did the judge lower this hundred thousand dollar bond? Yes, they did. To what? Um, and they lowered it to a um, a ten thousand dollar bond. Well, it's it's certainly more in the uh, realm of possibility. Um, it should have been right off the bat. It should have been a five thousand dollar bond, but <clears throat> because the judge was kind of in an awkward situation, yeah, um, she was offended by the uh, comment from the police that were there. Uh, the fact that. Uh, you know, she didn't hear anything about this new law, though it does exist. And um, when we were in court, when they were doing the adjudication, uh, the judge, actually they, the uh, prosecutor tried to implement a $4,500 charge for the 30 days they spent investigating my son. So wait a minute, let me see if I got that straight. They wanted to charge your son money for investigating him. 30 days. Nuts. Yep. On a tip from his ex-wife. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so let's guess who has the kid now. Um, no. Uh, thank God, because, uh, you know, us grandparents are involved, which we have no rights in Florida, um, but we get involved in and uh, their shared custody. <laughs> but... Um, how do you, I mean, what do you think about all this? I mean, had you even been aware of the war on drugs prior to your son being picked up for this? I mean, how did this make you feel? Well, I'll tell you, I'm 52 years old. I've been through, you know, in my life, I've certainly done my share of everything. And um, I'm a business owner now, and, you know, my life's different. My kids are older. They're 24 and 26. And... They have lives of their own. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is ridiculous. It's the extreme of, to me, something that if he had gone to prison for this, I would have probably had to spend everything I have to get him out, but mm-hmm. I would have gotten him out. Well, now, wait a minute. It's not over yet, right? I mean, there's still a chance that he could go to jail for this, right? No, no. We've got judication, which means What's that, that mean? they, been he, judged. he doesn't confess that he's guilty, but he doesn't confess that he's innocent. I okay? see. So, um... And what was the yeah. sentence? Uh, he got two years probation. Two years probation with I see. So if, he VO- so if he VOPs, then he's going in, basically. Absolutely. Which yep. is, by the way, what the system is designed to do. It's designed to make it so easy for people to get a violation of probation. That's the trick. That they go right back into the system. And A I bottle wish- of liquor in his house will be a violation of probation. In most places, yeah. I would think it would be, yep. So... Well, he- we have him and my grandson living at our house now as a uh, precaution, mm-hmm. and he will remain there probably for a year until until we can see some light here. 
Mm-hmm. I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for sharing your story with us tonight. Unfortunately, it's not an uncommon story. These people's lives are being ruined around this country, and these government people just pat themselves on the back and give themselves awards and talk about how it is they're keeping people safe when it's nonsense. All they're doing is disrupting people's lives, putting innocent people in jail, people who've never harmed another person, people who are completely peaceful, and they're destroying families, destroying careers, and it's just so tragic, and it seems like, especially when they're going after you, as they are, or in this case, your son, it seems like there's nothing that you can do. And it's so frustrating, and I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. And it's, it's, it's situations like that that I would hope would motivate some people to get active well, a lot and of people do sit, something A lot of this. people sit back and say, well, it's not happening to me. And likely, the gentleman who just called, and I, he's not on any, any longer, but you sort of asked him a question like this, is, you know, how did he feel before this happened? He probably never thought about marijuana. He, you know, he wasn't doing it. It wasn't his, uh, it wasn't his issue. Mm-hmm. Not, not top of mind. Who cares? Well, the 1.5 million people in America who get arrested every year, they care. Their families care. Those people are being incarcerated, and they've never hurt anyone. And it's year after year, so next year it's going to be another hundred, you know, another 1.5 million people, and it's not always the same 1.5 million people. Uh, so this drug war is it's touching in a very negative fashion a lot of lives, a lot of families, a lot of people. And when will it end? How many people have to be locked up before? Somebody finally says in in the one of these state legislatures, somebody finally gets it into their head that, huh, well, doesn't seem like anything's changing here with this war on drugs. We've been locking up 1.5 million people a year, and it's actually been going up. So 10 or 15 years ago, it was less than that number. So they continually lock up more and more people every single year. We lock up more and more people every single year, but yet the drugs are still on the streets. People are still using drugs. We're still arresting people for it. When will they get a clue that this is not a humane way to deal with what they perceive of as a problem? And I don't think most of these people have problems. The guy was growing a plant. Marijuana, I wouldn't call it much of a... To me, as far as I'm concerned, uh, marijuana less harmful than alcohol. And every study out there proves it. But the fact is that these politicians that make these laws, they go and they have uh, cocktails together and their little uh, parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's fine for them to imbibe mind-altering substances. Well, the facts don't matter to them. Yeah. The facts uh, don't matter at all, especially when it comes time to have a a hearing on decriminalization and all the police chiefs come out and they argue against it. So on one hand... Because they know that their forces would be, um, you know, cut in half. Unfortunately, yeah. maybe not half, but a, a, a lot of the cut. a lot of the increases of uh, you know on a nationwide basis of uh, law enforcement officers have been based on wars on drugs, both uh, in the, under the Nixon administration and the uh, Reagan administration. Is there a drug warrior out there listening tonight? It's always so hard to get you to call in, but I like to invite you every single time we talk about this subject. Do you think that this war on marijuana or the war on drugs as a larger uh, concept should continue? How many people are you willing to put into prison cells to allegedly solve your little problem that you believe people have? How many people, how many lives are you willing to destroy, tear apart? I mean, the the last gentleman we had on said he was 52. He said he's done a little bit of everything in his time. Do you think that he would be better off today if he had spent 10 years in a prison cell for possession or uh, selling marijuana? This guy's out there working and providing service and goods for people. 800-259-9231. If you are a drug warrior, we'll put you right up at the front of the call queue. 
And if you're on hold, we'll get to you as well about anything. You can always change the topic here. That's why we call it Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. Now, those features include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours if you want them. Right there on the front page of the website. Easy to get and completely free. freetalklive.com. The authors of The Quick and Dirty Guide to War talk about current and future conflicts around the world, and Joseph Simone discusses real-world knife fighting all at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, that's paladinpodcast.com. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, we'll start with Jeremy in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys. I have a couple of things, uh, but first I wanted to ask you, and did I hear you correctly, this is your last Saturday broadcast? What? No. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know where you heard that. No, we are we have no plans to end the Saturday show, ever. Oh, okay, good. I, thought, I guess I just misunderstood you. Sorry, but uh, uh, anyway, I was calling about, you know, saying if we could broaden the plane on this a little bit. I mean, I realize the marijuana thing's a big deal, but so are all sorts of other laws, like uh, disorderly conduct, you know, to where, like, uh, loud and unusual is under that, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, like with the music problem, they understand why I won't come out, they don't understand why I don't come out side and buddy-buddy with them, you know, and they came over here, came in my place without a warrant, uh, Took me to jail. They've came over and hit my dog uh, last oh, time. Last time they were here, they uh, came up and he was like sniffing the heel of the officer, you know, like who are you or whatever. And the officer just turned around and backhanded him, you know. And, I uh, think we're inevitably going to see uh, people disobeying the disorderly conduct situation. If somebody will get a disorderly conduct charge, we'll inevitably see somebody basically say, look, I'm not paying you anything for this, uh, because that's what's been happening a lot up here when people will be charged with, uh, whether it's speeding or driving without registration or, in this case, marijuana possession. Uh, they've been basically telling the judge, hey, I'm not your piggy bank. I'm not going to pay you for this. And many of them have been let walk out of the courtroom and sentences suspended, fines suspended, and they haven't had to pay. So inevitably, as more disobedience continues to occur, it's likely that the cops will slap people with disorderly conduct charges because that's what they like to do. If they they have absolutely nothing to charge you with, they'll pull out the disorderly conduct charge. And I'm sure somebody will take it all the way and essentially make a stand on that one, though it's a hard one to necessarily guarantee. It's easy to guarantee a marijuana possession charge. You just possess the marijuana. But as far as... Guaranteeing yourself uh, or, or doing disobedience in, with the intention of getting a disorderly conduct, that one's really completely at the discretion of the cops to uh, suggest. And I'm sorry to hear about the abuse going on over there. And it's, it's abuse like your story. And, Jeremy, thank you for the call tonight. It's abuse like your story and like what happened with uh, the, the gentleman at the beginning of this hour, the young man who was uh, growing one marijuana plant. I, I wouldn't care if it was 100 marijuana plants. It's a nonviolent, peaceful activity. These people's lives are being destroyed. It's that kind of thing that really motivates me. I mean, it motiv- hopefully it's motivating other people to do something about this. And if you can't figure out what to do, 
I would suggest that you, number one, learn more about the principles behind the liberty movement. Learn about the non-aggression principle. Learn about allowing others to be free. Because if what you want is the freedom to live your life how you want, without having anybody step in the way and stop you from doing the things you want to do, as long as you aren't harming anybody else, the secret, of course, is that you have to allow others to live their lives how they want, even if what they're doing you disagree with. You just have to understand that you just get to disagree. You don't get to throw them in a jail cell. You don't get to hurt them. You don't get to disrupt their lives. If we could get people to come to that conclusion and come to that understanding, we could really have the next great, I think, evolution of mankind, where, where mankind and, and, and our fellow humans stop trying to control one another and start allowing each other to be free. So that's where It'd you should be a great start. Thing. That's where you should start. Start by educating yourself uh, about liberty. And then bring that education and that information to others and spread those ideas. And if you've got it and if you're willing to do it, uh, come to New Hampshire. Join the Free State Project and get together with other liberty-minded people all in the same geographic region. I think that's the key to really helping uh, encourage change. Yeah, We're if, seeing amazing things happen with just a few hundred early movers here to New Hampshire. It's easy to talk about small government and how you want to, you know, you'd like to see the, the size and scope of government, be it, uh, you know, local, state, or federal, sh- shrank. Mm-hmm. Come on. Nothing, that's not happening. Everybody it, talks about it, it. It's been talked about since the times of uh, the Founding Fathers. The Look numbers, what we are, got. The numbers we are amazing. the biggest government that there has ever been on the face of the planet. And, but yet, if you do a poll, Mark, you'll find that most Americans believe the government is too big. There was a recent poll that found that I think it was uh, 71% of Americans think the uh, the American federal system is completely broken and beyond repair. So a lot of people are just willing to completely junk it, but that's, again, it's all talk. What can you really do about it? You can get together with like-minded people. We continue with your calls, and we talk to Steve, listening to WFLA in Florida. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I respect you quite a bit. I've heard you before. You let that guy with the John Lennon murder say, what is it, Lennon murder truth get on last week? and That's pretty controversial stuff. Uh, we'll um, let anybody call, who can dial their phone get on this show. <laughs> um, I was... In, 19, in the 1980s, I'd been kidnapped, pistol whipped unconscious. I've had guns pointed at me. I've been slandered on Dan Rather, Peter Jennings, Tom Brokaw, American Journal, all the major newspapers. Um, what did you do? Day, well, I'll say in a minute here. To this day, when I get a job, mysteriously, the boss changes his mind after one week because law enforcement comes knocking on their door and say, hey, we want this guy to go broke so he can miss a crime, so we can arrest him. I went through 13 jobs in three years once. Wow. And uh, if you want to know what I do, I am the author of LennonMurderTruth.com. <laughs> I'm the guy busting Stephen King out here in Casey Key. And my problem is the public is afraid. And in my opinion, the best movie ever made about Big Brother is The Wizard of Oz. Okay, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Yeah, you know, Mark, how are we going to deal with this? We've got a situation here where uh, this is a professional uh, con- commercial radio show. We have to make money. When somebody wants to promote a product, promote a website, they have to buy an advertisement. And, uh, you know, this guy's getting on every single week promoting his, uh, his show. I mean, we don't mind talking about the issues. I don't know who that is. If you can put that on hold, whoever that person is, board operator. Board up. Thank you. Uh, so the gentleman has called a couple weeks in a row just plugging his website. He actually pretended to be someone else at the beginning of his call. And then at the end of that call, he revealed that it was indeed the same individual who called before. Very bizarre caller. I mean, you can call about anything on this show, but if what you're going to call about is to plug your website every single time, 
Mm, it's our job to uh, turn each call into something interesting, man. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that the guy would keep on calling back. I, I guess it, you know probably the situation is Mark. He probably can't get on any other show. Well, likely true. I mean, imagine uh, he's going to get screened out. Right. He that guy is going to get screened out on every other radio show out there because number one, he's not on their. That's topic. our shtick, though. That's what we do different. Right. Usually, usually when you're calling a, a talk show, you have to be on topic in order to get on. On Free Talk Live, you don't. On Free Talk Live, if you're off topic, you might have to wait through a couple on-topic calls, but you're going to get on the air. We're going to put you on. You're going to be able to talk about what you want, as crazy and uh, as nutty as it might possibly be. So, I guess we'll keep taking his calls. 800-259-9231. The, uh, the way to avoid having that guy get on the air would be for you to pick up your phone and dial in and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether you want to comment on the war on drugs or you want to bring up some sort of uh, you know crazy uh, conspiracy theory, anything goes. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, the toll-free number for you to bring up what you want. is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with me. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook... Normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. But you can put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com. You can go over to privacyharbor.com today and get an uh, easy-to-use, secure email account for free. That's privacyharbor.com. As we continue with your phone calls, ladies first, it's Patricia listening to Radio Free Austin. Patricia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hello there. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Yes, my name is Patricia. Uh, how y'all doing this evening? <laughs> Just super. Well, that's good. Bless your heart. You guys really restored my faith because I didn't know there was any show on that was like this. But um, back in uh, 2000, I, I had a similar experience. And as a woman, I'm not old, 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 older, but I got pulled over by this officer and. I had been to my dentist of all places, mm-hmm. and I, I had medicine on me in my purse, and he harassed me, and no, I didn't have my license on me, and I made a wrong turn, but he kept harassing me. He got drug drugs on me. Oh, jeez. They rubbed me up. They hurt me, and the only thing they found was, it's called, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but oil of clove, clove oil. And you can buy it at any pharmacy if you're having trouble with your teeth. It's a natural. We well, put it in a field test kit, <laughs> and he said it came out the same color as heroin. Oh my gosh! I, said, I know. I said I'd never even seen heroin, and they kept putting me in the car. And I'm, I'm just a little old lady. I'm not like some big strong macho guy. Right. Been married for 25 years, and my husband's took by me. And um, every day he was there, he could to see me. 
and he's, he's just been wonderful. How did you How did you feel about the police before this encounter? Um, I didn't really know. I knew there was bad guys out there. I knew people had been to prison. Uh, this happened in Belkind. I didn't really know. I knew I had heard they were harassing people, and but I didn't think it would ever happen to me. There you go. Yeah. And right, and so then when they found they even had drug dogs and. Husband, um, I got out of the military. He gave me some money to go shopping, get a car, get her home. And well, he had his drug dog smell my money. He said, "Well, the way he looks at, I, I just know this is drug money." I How much money are we talking about? It was only about um, eight hundred dollars. Wow! And so and the cops tried to say that was drug money because you had some sort of uh, dental chemical with you. It was the oil of clove. Yeah. And it was in a bag with a label. And he uh, proceeded. I kept getting out of the cruiser to try to explain my situation. He wouldn't listen. Of course they not. They bore him down. I was tasered. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, they just yeah, don't care yeah, about what my... it is you have to say. Your opinion doesn't matter. Your thoughts, not a, not relevant. He's he's convinced that it's cash money, so therefore it is ha, it has to be illegal. It has to be illicit. Did they, did they confiscate the, the cash? They took my car. They took my oh dog. My gosh. They took my son. Your dog? They took, uh, yeah, my dog, Princess. She's here with me now. She's, I love her. She's been served by Princey. And they took She loves Princey. I, I was a fifth. 54-year-old woman, yes. And when I went in there, I was all beat up. They beat me up, tasered me, and um, I was put in a tank with women that work criminals that mm-hmm. wanted to beat up women in nursing homes and took all their pension checks. Wow. And wanted to set her neighbor's house on fire after they... You certainly did not belong in there. How did all this end up uh, wrapping up? How did you end up getting out? Were you, uh, you know, was it, well, did they continue press charges, or what happened? Well, they put the oil of coal with the DNA lab in Waco. And lo and behold, the system is really crazy. They gave me a public defender, and my, meanwhile, my lawyer, my husband was trying to get our attorney from Austin over there, but Bell County is a closed county, so I heard. And the public defender they gave me was a chronic alcoholic. Nice. They said, look, plead no contest. I'll get you out of here in a week. I said, I'm not going to plead anything. He said, well, you'll be in there for months. What was I the said, charge? Well, yeah, so much for speedy trials. They, on his field kit, he said the oil of clove came out the same color as a heroin. Came out the same but color. But that's not good enough. And they have to do the actual test back at the lab. I know. They send it to the DNA lab in Waco. So I was booked in, and when I got booked in, I didn't have my license, which is true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then for resisting, because they hurt me. They had me in the ground. They just shot me. That, that my gosh. You don't ever want to get tasered. It's the worst thing in the whole world that could happen. Tasering a 54-year-old woman. They probably yes. tasered Princess t- Prinny too. Oh man! So, yeah, so, so, then so the I, results I, came back, and it wasn't actually heroin, and they let you out, or what happened? They had me in a tank for four months. I'm not proud of this. I had to pay for protection because um, there was women, a girl in there that killed her whole family, 
they put me in a tank with women going to prison, and every day I was called names that, I, I, you know, before I went in there, sir, I thought basically people were good, and they, whatever innocence I had, they... They, they wiped it all just, away. Yeah, my, but with my husband, he's a good guy, he stuck by me. He was we dead. are short, I have to say, we're, we're short on time. I'm just curious, how did you get out of jail? What What happened? Well, what happened was, if they don't indict you after 90 days, they have to lower your bond. Mm-hmm. And um, so they lowered my bond, and my husband was back. He's a disabled vet. He did what he could, but he was always... He finally bonded me out. It was Christmas Eve. Mm. And he slept on me, and he's a good guy. And finally, um, I called up, because the lawyer I got was an alcoholic. They exuberated the test, and they found out I was right. And I tried every way to file a lawsuit, and no one wanted to take it because um, it was out of Bell County, and because they said they had probable cause to stop me, cause, but they didn't have probable cause to taste me. They didn't have probable cause me. to keep you in a prison cell for, for ninety three days months. for some medicine you were given by your dentist. Oh my gosh! I know. I, and, <sighs> and I mean, some of the women in there, like one night, one water on me. So what are you gonna and I get my commissary and if I didn't give it out they would beat me up. Oh. And it, it it was just terrible. And when the, after I got out I had a lot of anger in me I'm slowly and God forgive me. God forgive I mean it ruins lives, you're right. And you know, I thank you so much for being on the radio last night because now I'm in trouble for something. I didn't really do it but I had an accident and I saw the same cop, the same cop, and he kept banging oh, the man. end of my car. You I know, once they start, once they get you in the system, once you're in their system and they've got your name in there and they know that you've done something in the past, that gives them just another excuse to keep pulling you over and keep harassing you. And so much for the land of the free. Thank you for the call. I'm glad you made it. And it's, I, I never love hearing those stories. They're so awful. And, there's, and, and it's just like we said earlier, there's no shortage of this stuff. There's never any lack of more stories of police just abusing people and jumping to conclusions and being rude. And well, they deal with the, uh, the you know the worst segments of society on a daily basis, and I understand why it is that they might jump to those conclusions. However, they don't know who they're dealing with every time. This is some old lady with a dog named Prinny. 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. Heroin addicts don't name their little fluffy dog princess. I'm sorry. <laughs> they name a needle. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. Something has got to change here. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, and whether it's in the, one of the 41 categories, even used items, Free Talk Live will get a percent if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. So we just heard a yet another 
in a series of unending, tragic, sad stories involving people who were otherwise unsuspecting getting caught up in this insane war on drugs. Some of them, uh, you know, whether, whether they were suspecting something to happen or not, some of them were actually possessing drugs or growing uh, the marijuana or something like that. But either way, what we're talking about here are peaceful individuals, people who've never harmed another person, being treated like criminals, being thrown in prison cells with real criminals, as that one woman was describing to us, and coming to the understanding, the hard way, unfortunately, that we're not living in anything that resembles a free country anymore. And I'd asked earlier for a drug warrior to call in, and there is someone who claims to be one on the line. Let's talk to Bob in Florida. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Hello. Bob. Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you said you wanted to talk to a, a drug warrior. Would you settle for a retired drug warrior? What, what does that mean, you're retired? It means I no longer participate. So are you still form of, are, are you pardon? do you still have the belief system that you had? Oh yes. So you All believe drugs are 60s. So so what how do you feel about drugs? Go ahead give us your your lowdown. Well, you you got your different classes of them but you, you, first of all there's are there's drugs that will rob your soul and there's drugs like marijuana which are good for your soul. And that's mainly what I dealt in or let's put it this way that my friend dealt in if you get my drift. But uh, um, I did a lot of uh, um, business in South Texas on the border, things mm-hmm. like that, um, mostly tonnage. The reason why I'm probably talking to you is because of, uh, I've got uh, terminal disease, and it's been about eight, nine years ago, so I guess I can probably talk very liberally to you. So are you saying that you were selling drugs down on the south, southern border, buying and selling? Trafficking. So you're, you weren't a drug warrior in that you were not a, uh, a police officer or a border oh, patrol no. agent. No, I dealt with a lot of them, and believe me, there's a lot of them. You see, when you, when you start getting, you know, lots and lots of money uh, that can be shared by everybody, well, then everybody from all facets get involved. You know what I mean? They all want to slice. They all want to cut. If you want to bring that, uh, that semi-trailer full of marijuana through the border, you're going to have to pay off a few people, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You got the there's lots of different checkpoints, and there's borders, and there's cops, and there's judges, and there's a whole damn thing. But uh, uh, you know, people that a lot of that are involved with that are really good people. I'm serious. There's lots of families, uh, especially Mexican families that live on it. Are you familiar with Star County at all? You ever heard of it? I have not. Where's that? That's on the border. That's probably the central parts. Uh, from Laredo to Rio Grande City, Roma, right around there. That's where it all comes from. It's uh, uh, really everybody there is involved. So were I you? Mean everybody. Everybody. Yeah, I totally believe yeah, it. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean everybody is. You know, they have an appearance that they need to put out there. They need to look like they're doing their job, but in the re- in reality, they're taking payments to look the other direction. Or some of them are actually uh, involved directly by moving it across the border themselves. It, it's, it's compartmentalized, but uh, there's a lot of them that are involved in all different aspects of it. I mean, mm-hmm. even as far as going into Mexico and, and uh, uh, handling disputes. And then there's the transportation aspect of it. And then you've then you got the checkpoint that's about 50 miles in. And then you've got mm-hmm. Houston, and then you've got uh, everything else that's involved. So what but, was your uh, role? What were you doing at that time? Well, I was what we would call an artificer, an enabler. I uh, 
I probably wanted to do this all my life, and, and this was my chosen profession. This is what I did, and, mm -hmm. and I was the gringo, and I mainly dealt with a lot of Mexicans, uh, Tex-Mex, you know what I mean? And uh, we bought uh, lots and lots of tonnage in. So, so would you go across the border down into Mexico and then make a purchase? And were, were oh, you... oh no, not me. No, you would stay no. in the states. They'd bring it to you in Texas. Well, it's not quite that easy. Uh, you, you've got to uh, uh, create a business. You know what I'm saying? You have to have. Uh, uh, there's all different aspects of it you can get involved in. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll just tell you about. Uh, the one that let's say allegedly I know about, you know, uh, but uh, uh, you would go down uh, to the border and uh, there's ranchers all over there and uh, they're all involved with it. And uh, <laughs> I met a guy that uh, knew them all, a Mexican, we became friends, and after a while you realized uh, that this was a great way to make a living. <laughs> Seriously, was a great way. Uh, uh, yeah, as long as you don't get caught. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. And if everybody's on the take, and as long as you made your payments to the cops, and you're well, not going like to get said, caught. It, well, yeah, but it's compartmentalized. You can, and then you can tick people off. You know what I'm saying? And there's power grabs, and there's everything that you can imagine. It's, yeah. it's really a complicated issue, and uh, but it, it's freedom. It is freedom. That's what it's about. That's for nine out of ten of the people that I was involved with. It was for freedom. And uh, like I said, you don't do the hard drugs. You stay away from them. They're bad for people's souls. They're no good for it. It's, it's terrible. But as far as, uh, you know, cannabis, that's, well, that's great. I, it, and then the lawyers, they're, they're, they're right there. They don't want it to become legal. They wouldn't have a job. Mm -hmm. The judges, they wouldn't have a job. Yep. The cops, I'll tell you, the best transporter in the world is a cop. They don't get stopped. Yeah, exactly. So, wow, I mean, this is an amazing story. Uh, so you, did you get out unscathed? Did you get caught at the end, or you made it away and you got your, you know, no, got your I, cash? And... I, I, had, uh, I had my reasons for discontinuing mm -hmm. uh, what I was doing, but uh, I got out pretty much unscathed. Uh, That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had, uh, you know, problems, but uh, like I said, uh, uh, you've got to keep your perspective uh, when you're weighing money instead of counting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, um, how long were you at it? I mean, uh, did you start as a, like a low-level uh, street dealer and, and move up the ranks? How long did no, this take I you? I started in college in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just a thing to do. And then, like I said, I met somebody, and then I met somebody else. And yeah, it's all about you know, who you know, sure. Yeah, and uh, then you have to realize... Uh, the people that you're dealing with have to be, uh, you know, good people. Uh, it, it's it's not so much uh, you keeping your trip together. It's everybody that's involved with you keeping their trip together. That's where you get the heat from. It's all around you, see. And then you have to make sure that everybody's not doing the drugs. They're not. The, the hardest thing that I had was uh, convincing Mexicans not to wear gold and six hundred dollar boots. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to flaunt the fact that uh, yeah, you're that making all kinds flaunt. of money. Yeah, you can't flaunt it. And uh, then you, uh, another thing, too, is uh, if you get caught, uh, you, a lot of times, then you're under the thumb of somebody, or 
you'll go to prison, or you know, be lucky and you can buy it out. So if I you mean, so if you get caught, and, so if you get caught and they're not going to buy, they're not going to let you buy your way out. They could own you basically, and they'll let you continue operating as long as you pay them a certain operate, you know, basically a, a fee. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's there's anything you can imagine. All kinds of happen. corruption. Yep. Yeah. Well, corruption. How about opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm love the way you talk. I love this guy. This guy's great. Have you considered uh, writing memoir, uh, memoirs or a biography or anything like that? Autobiography? Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll do that. I've, I've, I've probably got two or three good years in me. I've got diabetic complications, and uh, like I said, I probably won't even be talking about you. But uh, it, it's a tragedy what's happening with with this. But hey, it's America, right? It, it is what, America. It, it, and uh, you get the good and the bad with the freedom. You really do. Well, but, uh, well you were free, but right. the uh, 1.5 I mean, million people that were lucky, arrested. You got lucky, but, you know, there's a lot of people that don't, and I'd, I'd rather have oh, a system that's uh, fair and equitable. Yeah, well, I, I, you said, did I get out? Yes. I, I, uh, I served my time. Oh, yeah, I served my time, learned my lesson, and bingo, never happened again. And uh, What did you serve? Long... When you say you served your time, what do you mean by that? I mean, I was in prison. You did go to prison? Oh, yeah. When? Early on. Early? Early on, when I was in my 20s. But wait, you got out and you went back to it, didn't you? Yeah, it's what my lawyer told me. He says, you know, he says, he said, people are doing this every day. <laughs> Besides that, it was all you knew and there's good money in it, and so you went back no, at no. it. So clearly, I, the... I, I had a college degree. Amazing. I thank you, Bob, for the call tonight. Really appreciate it. Amazing story. And I believe him. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number three is coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into hour number three of the live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their website. We give ours away. freetalklive.com. Enjoy it on us. We go right into your phone calls. And we'll start. With Dan, listening to KUSA in Washington. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dan in Washington. I hear somebody. It sounds like the potentiometer is a little scratchy there. Dan, are you there? Yes, it sounds like a cell phone. We're going to see if it will clear up here in a moment. Are you? Are, can you hear us okay? You know what? I'm going to put you on hold, Dan. We can't. It's just not good. And so hopefully our board op will check in with you there and we'll see if we can clear that lineup because I want to hear what he has to say. In the meantime, let's go to Maynard listening in New Mexico. Maynard, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Maynard, you're on the air. Okay. Well, i got a couple of stories about the drug situation. Yes, sir. I'm a uh, project manager in some motels building in Mexico. And uh, when I first started going down there, I was always stopped by the Federales, and it was always about four or five roadblocks. I went about 500 miles down in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I asked my friend, I said, uh, well, how come there's no uh, Federales out there now? I mean, you usually roadblocks everywhere. He says, oh, it's harvest time. And being naive, 
I said, well, what in the heck has farming uh, got to do with the federality? <laughs> he says, it's harvest time. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, he said, the marijuana's coming out of the Copper Canyon. I said, well, I thought we were having a war on drugs and everything. And he says, well, you are. He says, but that's the only cash crop these people have. We don't really give a damn how much drugs you use in America. So that's pretty much the attitude of, of what's, what's going on down there, whether you want to believe it or not. But we use 30% of the, of the drugs that are being distributed in the world. I mean, they, they come here because the people buy them. And they'll never stop buying them either. They're going to keep buying them no matter how much enforcement continues. Even if the death penalty is introduced for possessing drugs, people will continue buying and selling drugs. I agree. We have 5% of the world population in the United States. We have 25% of the world prison population Mm. in the United States. What's the numbers? What are the recent numbers, Mark? Isn't it like one out of 30 people have been into, or is it one out of 300? I can't remember. It's an insanely high number. The United States prison population is higher than any other country in the developed world. Hey, it's big business. You see what these counties are making off of this? I live in a county. They're building. I got one prison. They're building another one. That's happening here too. Yep. Oh man, but we live in an illegal legal system. You people that think that are out there that think that that you have constitutional rights, you have absolutely no rights, and it's your fault. Yeah, that's true. It's your fault for not standing up for the other people who are uh, having their freedoms attacked and uh, just allowing them to go down in a uh, you know a hail of gunfire or whatever, just allowing their freedoms to be destroyed. If you sat along sat along the sidelines and just watched it happen and said to yourself, "Well, it can't happen to me," then it is your fault. You're right about that. That's not the crutch of the problem. Look up the word driver. I do not have a driver's license, and I'd be damned if I'm going to get one because I have the right of liberty, which is the right to travel, the right of locomotion, the right to travel freely, unrestricted. That's what the word means. I love free travel activists. Have you been pulled over? Oh, yeah. And what do you say? What do they say to you? I've I've hell with them. Wait a minute. Uh, You get pulled over. Do you have a driver's uh, tag? Do you have a license plate on your, your car? No, sir. I do not. So you drive with no tag whatsoever, and how, you've gotten pulled over. What is what has happened to you? They give me a ticket, and they tell me to appear in court, and I tell them that they give me a ticket under the Uniform Commercial Code. I'm not in commerce. I will not appear in an equity jurisdiction. I do not have to. It's it's voluntary if I re, if I appear in ju, in equity jurisdiction. Now the judge, everything is under the Uniform Commercial Code. Your marriage license, your driver's license, your building permit. Do you just Every ignore? I mean, we've, we've actually t- talked about on the on the, on this program before about the uni- uniform commercial code. But when they give you that ticket and you tell that to the cop, then do you just not go to the court at all, or do you go and do you try to like play some jurisdictional game with them? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I send them a brief and tell them that until they can promise me a constitutional court of law under common law as a sovereign. Man, not as a person. You know what the word person means? The word, look it up in the dictionary. It's a corporation. It's a partnership. It's a trust. It's business. The judge took an oath to support the Constitution. Well, he does. But he's not in a constitutional jurisdiction, so he don't have to. 
but how many people know that? So, so when you've when you've just not gone to the court and you've sent them a letter, they, have they ever put out a warrant for failure to appear and come and gotten you? Oh hell yes! You want know to tell them? Go ahead, pick me up. It's seventy five thousand dollars a day for false imprisonment. You have absolutely nothing to imprison me for. Nothing. Not even contempt of court or anything else because I am not liable under equity jurisdiction. Now, there's probably some attorneys out there that are going to say, oh, yeah, this guy's crazy. Well, they've dismissed the charges and dropped the warrants. I don't know whether I'm crazy or not, but, you know. Man, I, uh, I right have to now, say I'm that I, to, I find I this. against the county here where I live on my property taxes. You know, everybody owns property, they think. You have a deed. Look the word up. You do not have title. You have deed. Why do you think they can come and take your property from you? If it was when it was first issued in the United States through the treaties, like I'm in the Guadalupe uh, Hidalgo uh, Treaty, I have the right to patent my land, which gives me the ultimate ownership of my land. All right, we've heard about this before. You, you've gone through all kinds of interesting uh, theories, and I have to say that I love them. I find them absolutely fascinating. But when I went into a courtroom on a you know BS charge of uh, some uh, – my tenants had a couch in their lawn, and I wouldn't move it. Uh, so they, I, I tried to uh, make some statements at the very beginning of the trial, and before we even got into it, I wouldn't even consent to pleading uh, at the hearing, and the judge had me thrown in a jail cell for contempt of court. I didn't even have a, have a chance to get two words out of my I mouth. I was asking, Your Honor, what is this? Is this contempt, a civil contempt, or a criminal contempt? He wouldn't have answered any of my questions. He he did not want to hear a word I had to say, uh, and he just threw me into a jail cell. And Anytime he, he from, answered a question, he gave him another contempt charge. Yeah, for 90 days. Why you can do it? What's that? Because you did not make him prove jurisdiction over you. you I couldn't have made him do anything. He wouldn't let me even speak two words. you didn't make him prove jurisdiction. You know what I would love to have you do, Maynard, because I find this all very fascinating, and I I see where you're coming from. You're saying, well, I didn't didn't utter the right terminology, or I didn't use the, the correct incantations. I'd love to have you come on up here to New Hampshire and join the Free State Project and then teach us how to do what it is that you've apparently successfully done. Is there a website, or is there something people can go to learn more about what it is it uh, that you know oh, yeah. get me get me uh offline uh, off your uh, you know so that the, the people can't hear because i don't want everybody in the world to know my email address sure uh, i'll give you my email address you email me and ask me what you want to know if i have the answers i will give them to you but i'm telling you right now that this patent stuff it is it, it, it is I went all the way back to uh, uh, the president back in 1922 and found the patent that he issued originally giving the land to the people. I would love to get a land patent on the land that I supposedly own up here. So I'll tell you what, I'm putting you on hold, Maynard. And you can give your email address to the board operator, and he'll pass it on to me, and I'll send you an email. Because I find this all very fascinating. I'm willing to experiment in this realm. I want to find out if any of this stuff works. We've had people calling us for years on this show telling us about these similar ideas, about what Maynard was just talking about. Mm -hmm. And many of them claim to have had – a lot of them will say, well, they've just never been pulled over yet, or you know, these things just haven't happened to them yet. Uh, But they believe it. And very few of them can actually say from their personal experience that they've actually had success stories with these particular uh, outside-the-system, opting-out approaches. 
I would love to have some success with this stuff, but it didn't work for me. 1-800-259-9231. Men with guns don't care about what you're saying. They do what they want. That's what I learned. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki, over 1,800 pages, created by listeners just like you. It's uh, the Free Talk Live wiki, and it's available for you at wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type in FTL um, at the offer coupon code checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off with the order code FTL at AdamEve.com. They have all kinds of things there. They have toys and lingerie and movies. It's AdamEve.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls, and we go to Jerry listening to Radio Free Austin. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening. Hey How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Jerry? I'm going to read you straight from uh, the Encyclopedia on the Constitution something interesting. You ready? All right. All right. In number 14, Corpus Juris Secundum, 14 CJS, page 488, section 3, Civil Rights as those which have no relation to the establishment, support, or management of the government, and civil rights as defined as enforceable claims structured in legislation are to be distinguished from civil liberties. In this connection, it may be noted that civil liberties, which are constitutionally protected, are not actually rights, but our immunities or restraints on the government. What that means, there are two sets of rights in America. The 14th Amendment contains the civil rights. About 80% of the nation is in the 14th Amendment. That's why you have a driver's license. That's why you have a drug war. That's why you have a host of legislation that goes to the 14th Amendment and civil rights. It's my understanding that the 14th Amendment was what was crea- created the idea of a U.S. citizen in the first place. It, it was meant to be, you know, to, to establish the, the rights of freed slaves um, after the Civil War. Is that not correct? That's correct. And that's when civil rights came about structured in legislation. But what is still valid is civil liberties in the original Constitution and the Bill of Rights of which only about 20% of the American people still have. So if you Now, have why 80% those... and 20%? Where are you getting those numbers from? Yeah, I haven't met any of these people. Okay, so a lot of people... You know that guy, Michael Blasco, with all the question marks screaming and yelling about 80% of the people are eligible for programs? Oh, no, yeah, Matthew Lesko, I think is his name. Yeah, he's the guy that's right. pushing free government money or whatever on television, right? Right, but notice what he says about 80% are eligible. What he's talking about, from what I gather, is the 80% 
thereabouts with civil rights. Civil liberties is different. If you have civil liberties, you can smoke a doobie. You can have your liberty to do, and you're constitutionally protected. But how? I understand what you're saying. You're saying that, uh, you know, there's essentially, there's this, most Americans, they think they're U.S. citizens and so they are, but there are some who have opted out of the system and can act as free people. How is it you can actually take action in this way? Because it seems to me that the cops don't understand these subtle differences. They, they're just the enforcers. You could suggest that the judges understand the difference, and maybe a handful of lawyers and some people at the upper echelons of government understand the differences. But nothing that you can say in front of a judge who's got men with guns at his disposal is going to do anything about that. But they know the difference. Be very well aware that the courts, the legislature, the Congress... And most of the cops, they know. They know there the is cops that do not, know not the, the state legislators. I can tell you that. Uh, there's, um, you know, I mean, there there are 400 state legislators up here in New Hampshire. They do not take these people off into some dark room and give them the uh, lowdown on what the difference is between a U.S. citizen and a, and a citizen of the several no. states. And I can tell you, the cops have no clue uh, about what uh, about what you speak. And Ron Paul uh, is a U.S. Rep, um, you know representative, and he hasn't mentioned anything about this this 14th Amendment that I've read. It doesn't have his name on it. No, because most of them won't say a doggone word because of uh, what I gather part of the rest of the 14th Amendment, and they're evidently bound to be quiet. But me, with civil liberties, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, and the right to smoke dope is in the Ninth Amendment. You see, the Bill of Rights is liberty in its whole but it's broken up in the amendments, so you have parts of liberty with all of the rest of the rights in liberty in the Ninth Amendment and with modes of procedure. So in the Ninth Amendment are all the millions and millions and millions of other rights, the right to shave your head, the right to jump up and down. Right. The, right the, the Ninth Amendment basically, the, the Ninth Amendment essentially says in... It sounds like we're having cell phone trouble there. But it essentially says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So essentially, the, Consti- the, the Bill of Rights says, well, you'll have the right to free speech and the right to this and that. And, it, and the Ninth Amendment basically says, just because we've listed these rights doesn't mean you don't have all of the other rights. And that's what you're saying when you say there's you know, the, these, all these other rights out there. But all of this is very academic and very interesting, but in the real world, what you're dealing with are men with guns who are willing to do whatever it is that they need to do to enshrine their to, – to protect their power structure, and they don't really care about the words that you utter in the courtroom, and they don't care. I've sent, you know, I've sent letters to these people asking them for proof of obligation to obey their uh, statutes, and those letters get ignored, and then you know, I try to ask a question in the courtroom, and I get a con- Contempt of court charge and 30 days in jail as a result of it. So all of it's very academic and interesting, but the as far as applying it to our lives, I'd love to hear from somebody who's actually successfully done it, who can really show some real proof of evidence that they've been able to get away with this stuff. Do we still have that caller? Ben, Go it ahead, depends sir. on somebody who has civil liberties versus somebody who has civil rights. And <clears throat> to get those civil liberties back, go see an attorney get a sufficient statement, and that gets you out of the U.S. bankruptcy, the compelled benefit, gets you away. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What is a sufficient statement? I go see an attorney and hire him for an hour, and he can, he can just waltz me right out of the system? 
if you get a sufficient statement and then you go to the court, you're out of the system, you're out of the 14th Amendment, quote, social organization, unquote. And then you have those civil liberties back. Then you can smoke a doobie and a whole lot of other things. A sufficient statement. Where does one get more information about this? Go talk to an attorney. An I attorney. am not an mm-hmm. acting attorney. I'm an attorney in fact. Well, we've got some attorneys listening to this show. I thank you for the call. It's all very interesting to me. I still am fascinated by it, even though I don't think it really has much of an effect. Uh, attorneys that advertise on the show. <laughs> there, yeah, there's an attorney uh, that advertises with the, with us, so maybe uh, Mr. Mackler knows what a sufficient statement is. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring out whatever you want, and it is the live Saturday edition. Maybe you have uttered the magic words and have been left alone by the state. I don't believe it. It's <laughs> It did not work for me, but maybe I didn't utter the right magic words, right? That's what they'd have me believe. You said the incantation incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't even let me get the first two syllables out. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That, again, is shrine.freetalklive.com and should be updating the Shrine here tonight after the show. So if you're on the updates list, you'll know when that happens. You can go to updates.freetalklive.com. Got a brand-new Shriner to add to it. Leah will be our newest Shriner, so uh, looking forward to that. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering free seminars over spring and summer breaks. You can go to libertarianseminars.com and check out the list of seminars that they're offering. And these seminars, you don't have to pay for. They take care of food and lodging and all kinds of things, uh, everything for for these seminars. All you have to do is go there and sign up. But you've got to be an undergraduate, graduate student, or recent graduate. It's the Institute for Humane Studies. And go to libertarianseminars.com. Dot com. All right, as we go to your phone calls, Cal is on the line listening to WKBK in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, Cal. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, it's going on 10 years, and um, my son Jack, he's going to be 21, coming up here uh, Monday of this uh, coming up week. Mm-hmm. And I used to say to him, uh, look at me when I'm talking to you. And I found this book, and it, it, it told me I was, I was saying the wrong thing to Jack. I was sending the wrong message. And to talk to him like a man, he would respond to me like a man, even if he was 11 or 12 years old. And it actually worked for me. And what happened today with me is when I was listening to your interview with, your, uh, with the young man that went downtown and, and put himself in that position, it told me something about the kind of youth that we're trying to bring up. And what we're bringing up is uh, stand-up citizens. And he, he, he proved to me, and the way you guys – did the interview, it really impressed me, because I'm a father of three girls and three boys. Wow. So I've been around a lot of teenagers. I've been a lot of, around a lot of young cats. Sounds like it. With a lot of freaking attitudes, and I've always managed to uh, keep my cool. And the way you, got, way you and Mark handled yourselves today, I wish you would keep on keeping it on, because I'm starting to feel the same way you do, 
about the whole the whole thing, the whole situation. And I'm starting to think that people are not giving you a fair chance. And I really appreciate you calling up on the Saturday mornings because <laughs> well, I am a total listener. I am totally involved with what goes on in the community, and I don't forsake my friends. And, well, I, um, thank you, John. With that, I'll let you go. I appreciate your call tonight, sir. And uh, what he's referring to is here in Keene, where we do the sh- we do the show, and I live. Mark, you live nearby. Uh, there's a morning show on Saturday mornings, and we frequently are callers to that show, and it upsets some people. It upsets. Uh, I guess the, you know, the political establishment, those who, you know, they like the status quo, they like how things are, and will be accused of things like, well, you're trying to come in here and change everything, you're trying to change all the rules, which is really nonsense. Uh, And in fact, um, they are trying to change things too. They were talking this morning about some new building ordinance that uh, could, they're only talking about now, they haven't put it into effect. Did you notice they use the terminology voluntary? in talking about these uh this building code so they're looking they're they're at the very least beginning to adopt some of the terminology yes uh i i really i was inspired by that i love the the idea that they're doing um just that but they're also talking about possibly mandating this they're talking about mandating what's the building code that's now mandated right so you know give them give them a little time they're talking about mandating this new green building codes if you're going to build a brand new building it has to be green and you know they haven't actually put this through yet and so what i'm pointing out there mark is that the the those who favor the uh, authoritarian state, those who favor the status quo, they want to change the status quo. They want to create new government programs and they want to create new regulations and new rules and new laws for people to obey. So, you know, the idea that liberty activists are moving to New Hampshire upsets them because they understand that we want to change things in a different direction and go toward more, uh, you know, voluntary well, <laughs> interaction, consensual, uh, consensual based. It's funny how bent out of shape uh, the, the, the local politicians can get about the Free State Project. When the, I just the, Massachusetts, the, callers. the Massachusetts state project has been going on for the last decade and a half. I mean, right. the, 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 the big government types have been moving in all over the state and trying to grow the size of government. I think that the, it's the locals, the, the, the real uh, granite staters, that appreciate us being here. Well, that's, that's my understanding, at least. I mean, obviously, each individual is different. And I love it when people call in and they say things like, well, we don't like it when you come in here and do these things. We don't like this and we don't like that. Like, yeah, they we. speak for every <laughs> single uh, individual that lives here in New Hampshire, and then you've got people out there like Cal, who've been just listening over time and have been, you know, absorbing this information and, and analyzing it and thinking about it and coming to, to new conclusions and questioning things. You know, last week we had uh, Barry Cooper on the show from NeverGetBusted.com, and I heard through the, uh, the the grapevine here that one of the local keen cops was listening, one of the younger, newer cops was listening, and and he made a comment that, you know, at, the, at that show with Barry Cooper, former law enforcer, former narcotics agent really made him think about some things and you know that that's just the fact that the more you listen to the message of freedom the more you hear about uh voluntary interaction and consenting adults and and leaving people alone to be free and not harming others that just the more it sinks in and the more sense that it makes and if it if us talking about these things help get people active and get people riled up and getting them to want change, then I think that is fantastic. And when I say change, I mean real change. I'm not talking about changing the rules. I think I think that people that want those rules can have them. If you want to have a bunch of rules to follow and someone to tell you what to do, you should be free to have that. Just leave me alone. Just mm-hmm. don't enforce your rules on me. I'm not trying to change the rules. I just want to be exempted from your rules. I don't consent to your process. I don't consent to your system. 
And that should be okay. I'm not hurting anybody. I don't aggress against my neighbors. Yeah. What's uh, the problem? What is indeed? 800-259-9231. Another caller from WKBK land. It's Scott. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Scott. Are you in sir. Massachusetts? Yes, I am. Oh, you can get uh, WKBK I, all the way down there? Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I'd like to say that uh, the United States is being destroyed by the Zionists. You have APAC, American Israel Public Affairs Committee, the Anti-Defamation League, American Jewish Committee, World Jewish Congress, Jewish War Veterans, Zionists of America, and other powerful Jewish... Well, wait a minute. Zionists. Wait, a, wait a second. Um, define Zionist for me, because uh, oftentimes it can be used as a term just to cloak for uh, people that just don't like Jews. A Zionist is an ardent uh, uh, Jewish nationalist who, uh, cr- who, who lives in Israel, created the state of Israel, a pioneer of Israel, but the Jews stole the land from the Palestinians in can, 1948. Can you be a Zionist without living in Israel? No. You, you cannot. can still be a Zionist, but... You really need to live in Israel and to, and to uh, uh, farm the land and, and live on a kibbutz to be a real Zionist. But do you, do you hate Jews? Uh, I think the Jews have destroyed this country. I, uh, the Jews have destroyed this country? That, well, I'll tell you how. Uh, they, 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 we were attacked on 9-11 because of the over $10 billion that the U.S. gives to Israel annually in military and economic aid, and the Muslim world took its righteous wrath against the United States on 9-11. Well, I don't think that we should give any money to any country at all, whether it's Muslim or um, Israel. I, I would agree with you there. However, I don't think that's entirely the What's reason we got Jewish attacked on 9-11. People? The What's... Jews control this country. They have destroyed... What not are you only... talking about? I said plenty of people... Barack Obama's black. I don't they think he's control, Jewish. No, they control Wall Street. Uh, the meltdown that we're having now, these bankers like Alan Schwartz of Bear Stearns, Richard Fold of Lehman Brothers, who destroyed Lehman Brothers, Henry Greenberg... $75 billion for AIG. Alex. How do you get like this? How do you, I mean, was it your dad that taught you how to hate people like this? I, I see America, what's happening, and the filth that comes out of Hollywood and, 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 and how the media is controlled by the New York Times. The, the Jews have done tremendous harm. The New York to the Times States. is going out of business. What's that? I don't know if you've heard, but the New York Times is having trouble staying in business. I understand that, but what I'm saying is the media, whether it's the Boston Globe, the New York Times, uh, the Chicago Tribune, the filth that comes out of Hollywood, these are all controlled by the Jews. Well, wait, why don't now if the Jews are so powerful, why don't they control our show? Why don't they control the you know the radio stations in America? They, they do not control enough? the radio stations. Have you CBS, NBC, ABC, the Tisch family? Why? How is it that how we're come on? I'm 50 not getting stations? a check. That's what I want. Yeah. How is it we're on forty well, you know forty five plus yeah, well, radio stations? I'm saying that the Jews have done tremendous harm to our country. Do we want to bring this guy back and talk about his hate? No, get out of here. All right, I just, you know, just explore the hatred. How do people get like this? Is it their family? Is that where he learns it? 1-800-259-9231. I think you're the despicable, uh, despicable one, sir. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us over at promote.freetalklive.com. A whole laundry list of different things you can do, most of them completely free. So head over to promote.freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, before we get back into the phone calls here, I just want to, just a few more comments on that last jerk uh, that called in suggesting the Jews are trying to take over the world and they're evil and there's a big conspiracy and whatever. Well, <laughs> uh, I feel like there's some, some truth 
in mixed in with the uh, the bile there. I, what do I, you I, mean? What do I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what I, I know. mean. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I mean that. Do you think that it's good that the United States is involved with Israel in, inside the foreign policy? No, I don't think that. Do you think it's good that uh, people's land was taken and uh, from them and given to other people? In no, order I don't agree with any intervention. Right. Well, that's that's how I feel too, but. That intervention happened a long time ago, and I don't know what else to do about it. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see people all over the world have their property returned to them. However, I think that when somebody else owns that property now, that there's a real uh, conflict of interest. For instance, I'm sure there's some Abernaki Indian out there somewhere that wants his land back that I own now. Well, I bought that land. I, 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 should I just have to give it to him? Mm. So there's, uh, you know, there's there's some real problems there. Uh, I, 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 blaming one ethnic group for for problems that's bigotry. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And that's what I wanted to say. I mean, look, the the problems in this country are a result of those who wish to wield power over others. And I don't care what their religion is. I don't care if they worship an owl in the forest in California. I don't care if they consider themselves Christians or Jewish or Mormon or atheist or pantheist. I don't care what their belief system is. What I care about is that they're advocating controlling others. That's the issue. The issue is those who wish to wield power over their neighbors. That's it. And that's where it ends for me. 800-259-9231. All this, oh, it's a Jewish conspiracy or a Mormon conspiracy. It's all just a bunch of hate. It's just an excuse to hate people because of the religion that they hold. It's, it's just as asinine. It's not even a religion. It's an ethnicity. And Jewish is not. Well, Jew- it's, a, it's a religion and an ethnicity. Okay. Many, many Jews out there are it's, not Jewish. It's just as practices. asinine as saying, like, the people with brown hair are trying to control the world. I mean, come on. Let's continue here. When we know it's the redheads. <laughs> the albino redheads. We go to Alex in New Hampshire. <laughs> on uh, Alex in New Jersey, actually, on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was on in a school on Friday, and uh, there was this Muslim girl who uh, sat behind me, and uh, she wears a chador, and, you know, I, I have no problem with that. But uh, she was wearing, a, um, a like, a sash around her neck. And it's all it had was the uh, the logo of Palestine on it, and it said Palestine on it. And I turned around and I said that I respected her very much for sharing her views, and I uh, we had a very good discussion about how much uh, we were despite um, how much uh, how despicable the actions of Israel were against the Palestinians. And uh, I also made a comment that I don't like when anyone kills anyone else, which is why I can't really support Hamas. However, I do feel some sympathy for the people of the country. But um, it was very sad for me to see her get called down to the administrative part of the building, and um, I didn't see her come back to class. She was called down, and she never came back. Hmm. And I think that the administration didn't want her to uh, continue going to school today. And I was talking to some other staff members and they said that uh, they were absolutely infuriated. They were so offended by it. They thought that it was the stupidest thing, that uh, there's a time and place, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to know, hear your thoughts on what are some of the practical applications of, liberty, uh, of um, iconoclasm, for example, because is, this, is it really worth it to have the trouble of the administration going after this girl for um, for wearing that, I mean, is it, 
I mean, it may not be the right place, but I certainly respect her right to do it. I say, why but not? I mean, look, you, to do. you, you've worn, uh, you've worn clothes to school. We've had you call the show before. You've worn clothes that have been offensive to people, and uh, you felt it was worth it, I believe, and I think it's absolutely worth it. It's government school. I mean, there's not that much learning going on, so you might as well be an iconoclast while you're there. What do you got to lose? Right. You're absolutely right. I just think that um, when I see it from a different perspective and I see what they're doing to her, it kind of makes me question the action and kind of look at it a little more critically because uh, she had a lot going for her, and I think that I feel more badly for her than I do for myself, in a, in a sense. Hmm. Well, but, you should um, feel badly for her. They're going after her for wearing a T-shirt that says Palestine. I, if I were you, I'd use this as an opportunity to get behind her and, and to develop a friendship and to uh, you know bring her on board with the Liberty message. Oh, absolutely. The um, I was going to go to the one of the board of ed meetings and uh, bring oh, that it sounds up. like that I, sounds exciting. Well, <laughs> it's 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 going to be really funny because I'm going to get a bunch of kids who also wore those iconoclastic T-shirts, and they're going to come with me, and we're going to like completely intimidate the board. Hopefully, let us know how but, it goes, um, Alex. So, we got to get to other calls. Let us know how that goes. All right. Okay. Thanks for the Thanks, call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Phones are loaded. Let's talk to Mark in Ohio. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark, in Ohio, going, oh, wait, sorry, he's gone. Let's try Bill, listening in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Okay, I'm going to try to do this in about a minute. All right, great. Because um, I know I'm running later tonight than I thought. Um, yeah, we stole it from the Indians, so don't worry about it. 200 years from now, somebody else will take it from us. Don't get upset about it. Don't get upset about the Jewish people or the Muslims or whatever. You know, the United States will not always be here, and there will be other people. I don't know who it will be. But oh, I can't wait. When will the United States be over and done with? It can't happen soon enough. Well, you, we won't live probably to see it. But Oh, I don't know about that. Just just wait a few centuries, and, and you know, other people will be <laughs> occupying our land, and maybe we'll be better off for it. Thank you, Bill, for the call okay. tonight. 800-259-9231 to Dan. I like the United States. I think they've got pretty colors. We're going to try Dan one more time here. He's been trying to get on for like two hours. Cell phone troubles all over the place. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live listening to KUSA in Washington. Hey, all right. I finally got on. Here you are. What's on your mind? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Go for it. Hey, I, I just want to talk real quick. I'm a, I'm a real estate broker. In fact, I'm showing a house right now, and the folks are in the house. Sweet. It's wow. about almost 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and I'm, I'm getting ready to go to a basketball game. Uh, but anyway, I just want to talk about this whole issue with the subprime and with the, with the mortgage industry. Okay. You know, uh, there's uh, a lot of do-gooders. Basically, in my opinion, what happened over the last five years, basically, is that a lot of these do-gooders felt that uh, – that, uh, you know, everybody, everybody should own a home. So they lowered the standards. They created these subprime uh, loans that basically, if you had a pulse, uh, you, could get a, you could get a loan. And uh, which that, basically what that does is it artificially increases the, the supply of buyers. Yes. Well, you wasn't know, the Federal Reserve demand? a factor here, Mark, in that they were essentially encouraging, through mal- they were encouraging malinvestment? Yes, they absolutely were by uh, by lowering the interest rates uh, that banks would get. Then banks are encouraged to low the, lower the interest rates for for individuals so by artificially increasing the amount of uh, currency that's in there. They made currency less valuable. So it's actually the Federal Reserve that was the source of all this. But go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, and I just and I just, now we're having to pay the piper because yep. you know um, the, the people less people qualify now, and uh, you know these these contractors overbuilt, um, and basically. You know, there's a lot of finger pointing going on, but really, I think it comes down to the do-gooders. Barney Frank put a lot of pressure on Fannie and Freddie to lower their standards and and create this uh, housing bubble that now has burst. And uh, well, Fannie you know, and Freddie shouldn't of... exist in the first place. Those are government-created entities, and they should be gone. 
Well, there, it's 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 gonna it's gonna end up being a a, a pseudo government, uh, kind of like the Veterans Administration, the VA loans. I mean, you know, they step in and, and protect the you know help the veterans get into yeah. a home. I don't and, disagree uh, with uh, where you're coming from on uh, you know a lot of uh, you know especially the the very left of the Democratic Party wanted to see poor people get into homes and and felt like loans weren't uh, given to poor people because they were poor and well you don't exactly. loan to poor people um, I I understand where you're coming from on that but don't you think that the you know I mean we had from 2000 to 2006 we had Republicans uh, um, coming out of our butts in Washington but they didn't do anything about the Federal Reserve they had the opportunity um, Ron Paul introduced real money legislation every two years in washington and they 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 vote they vote him down and they laugh him out the door no that is true that is true yep. but you and, know now with barack in there and with the, with the democratic senate and congress and president there's no finger point at least for the next two to four years and uh you know i, I this is the first time i've listened to your show i love it i well, think you guys uh, do a great job and it's nice to to be able to talk about well, any thanks, issue out thanks there. very much but I'm, i just want to i want to make make sure that you're you're prepared because in four years uh, two years actually but in four years we're going to get an opportunity to vote on a new president and uh i don't be don't be suckered in by the republicans that are talking small government because they don't mean it don't be suckered in by the democrats either but after all that's what they said in the 90s small you know, government I, I swear these people are lying hey dan <laughs> i appreciate your the call contract tonight. with america they broke it Dan, I thank you for the call, and I thank you for your patience getting on, and uh, we're on every Saturday night up there in Washington, and if you don't get us uh, during the week, you can always call your local talk station, and first of all, thank them if they're already airing Free Talk Live. Secondly, if they're only airing the Saturday show, ask them for the weeknight show as well. I wish we had more time to get to all the rest of these. We've got like four, four other people on hold, and I apologize to everybody. Sorry. So if you didn't get on, call us Monday night. We'll put you right on Lickety Split at the beginning of the show. And you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hope you have a great and safe and happy and fun weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.